0: Son, how are you today? I'm doing good, Dad.
1: Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing today, Paul Paul?
2: Josh, Dan, I'm just fine. Thanks to Calvary. We're going to just uh, be blessed by the word again as we study together. <clears throat> Thank the both of you for your comments and your perspective on what has been written in His Word. At this time, we're going to read uh, John chapter 21, verses 1 through 14 from the King James Version. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. on this wise, showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathanael of Canaan in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have you any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that, it was the Lord. He girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were 200 cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon then as they were come to land they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, and hundred and fifty and three. For all there were so many yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread, and giveth them, and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples, after that he was risen from the dead. So... From the time of his resurrection uh, until this time, the very first verse that we read after these things, these things being that which happened in Jerusalem, and now they're they're back in the Galilee, that wonderful, beautiful area where Jesus even had his, I guess he was headquartered there at Capernaum during his ministry before his death and burial and resurrection. But uh, I think it's very interesting that all of these, and there is, uh, verse number two, a total of seven disciples that are together. And I think it's interesting that they had seen the Lord in the first time that they saw the Lord, he breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Thomas not being present at that time, but then eight days after that, after eight days, uh, Thomas was present. And now then, after those things, I think the interesting thing to me is, I I don't know, I guess I would have wanted to just hang out with Jesus after his resurrection instead of, I I would think that would be more exciting to hear all about that than, to go fishing. Well, is that making you? Me...
0: Yeah. Can I, I mean, the Lord? way, the way
1: that I see it is that, um, that, uh, Jesus tells, uh, the, um, Mary and, and, uh, those that he's going to Galilee, he's going to Capernaum area. Um, and that, uh, you know, at that point, Simon and, uh, Peter and, and, and the other disciples are with them. Total of seven go to join, uh, to meet Jesus in, um, that area um and there's a couple different ways the, that I, I look at this um as far as you know why they went fishing I I, I I see you know I um I don't see Simon Peter as a guy that likes to wait a lot um at least idly um and then at the first, at the same time you know the commandment that, that Christ gave to the disciples was to to actively wait to not, you know, not to just sit around and, and wait for for Christ to come back, but but uh, to go about things and and uh, um, continue what they were doing until Christ came back. And so, with that, um, you know, Peter, uh, I, I imagine them that they're sitting there at um, the the Lake of Galilee um, for for a while, um, and then Peter's thinking, you know. I can't do this anymore, guys. I, I need to go do something. I'm going to go fish. We need to eat. And so the rest of them says, cool, sounds good. We're going to go with you. And, uh, you know, a few of them at least we know were fishermen as well. Um, the the sons of Zebedee, John, John and James, um, were, were both um, fishermen according to the Gospels. And I would imagine that uh, he's not mentioned here, but I would imagine um, Andrew's probably close by or with them. That's I I believe that's probably why they went out to go fishing. I don't think that, you know, it was more of they're waiting for God's time. They're not, you know, they're they're anticipating waiting or or they're they're anxiously waiting, but they're they're taking their mind off of, you know, the the anxiousness of it all and the the nerves of it all. And that's why they decide to go out fishing. Yeah. And then it, it sets up a beautiful um, story there's a there's a writing tool that a lot of authors use and um, we can see Christ using it uh, using it here in the way that he um, is laying out the story um, of, of everything that's happening um, you know and, and the the premise is bookends right you you begin somebody's story in the same in a similar way to where you end it and uh, for, for them to be out fishing all night. And not to catch anything, and then, then for them to see a stranger off at the the distance, and for him to say, "Hey, y'all catch anything?" And they say, "No, we didn't catch anything." He says, "Try the other side of the boat." <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, "And and what I love about this is in Luke five, they go through this, and this is how you know the the final time that that um, that Christ calls Simon, follow him, um, before he becomes a disciple, he's he's fishing." Again, and uh, and he says he he comes up to shore, washes his nets along with the people that he's there with, and then Christ says, he says, "Hey, throw throw your throw your nets out on the, the deep side of of your boat," and he goes, "You know, I, you're you're a great teacher, you're a great master, but I, I I've been fishing all night, you know, but if you want me to, I will." Fine. And then, you know, he brings in enough to break the nets and, and we, we see even to the verbiage, we see the same story playing out here to where he says, you know, throw it on the right side of your boat and you'll find some, instead of arguing this time, we see some character growth with Peter and he says, okay. And so he, he throws it on the other side of the net and then they bring up enough to, and they bring up, uh, uh, you know, it says, and within the NIV, it says around 153. Um, fish and and uh, enough to to fill up the nets, but not break the nets. And then, um, and then uh, you know we also see that he's he's about a hundred yards off, so clearly enough to where they can hear him, hear uh, the the person on shore clearly, far enough away to where maybe they can't see him the clearest, um, especially in early morning. But you know the just the, the similarities in the story, the 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 the. And, and then, at this point, you know the same way i believe the the same feeling that that Peter had in his heart the first time to where he says, "I'm not worthy it's 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 gone away and and he's now he finds acceptance in christ and and he instead of instead of you know falling down and 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 feeling miserable he he puts on his his outer garments and and just goes for a swim and and rushes there as quickly as possible. Uh, to to meet his master, <laughs> Andy
0: had any thoughts? <clears throat> I'm just glad I'm not a drama queen like Peter. <laughs> I, I say that facetiously. Uh, I remember standing next to you one time, Dad, in the uh, scriptorium at uh, the Holy Land experience, and as they're unveiling those pictures of the different uh, saints of the Bible, I remember uh, they pulled back the curtain and showed Peter. I remember hearing you standing next to you under your breath. You said, thank you, God, for Peter. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's always stuck with me because I I think Peter is our prime example of being impetuous. And when we often uh, leap before thinking, when we act before thinking, when we do things uh, that probably aren't the wisest things to do. We've got Peter to look back on as a good example of God's grace. But uh, I like Josh. You know, uh, I was waiting here. Josh, if you said it, I missed it. But, you know, they fished at night for a reason because their nets were made out of uh, something similar to, like, jute twine or or even thicker.
1: Yeah, they They could also utilize their torches to— yeah they could also um, utilize their torches to attract fish
0: draw in fish yeah. sure well but yeah there's during the daytime though the fish won't swim into the net so they because they can see the net so it's fascinating to me that they're coming in and it's morning it's daylight and just just like you referenced in Luke five same thing <laughs> as you said you know Peter's like hey I've heard good things you're a great teacher you don't know the first thing about fishing so. Same thing. Uh, I, I find myself uh, even at times going, okay, God, I know you say that I need to do X, Y, Z, but no. No, I'm, I'm here in my life. I'll uh, I'll do this right now because you apparently don't know anything about it. And then, much like Peter, we learned that, yeah, no, he actually knew what he was talking about. So, uh, maybe we can, I could, maybe Dan can learn just to listen to the Lord a little bit better and just, uh, trust him, you know, not in, not in blind, abject submission. And, uh, he, he didn't want us to be mindless slaves. He's called us to be, uh, fellow co-laborers. He's called us to be his friends, not just his servants. So I, I know that Paul said that he's a bond servant of Christ. And I understand that. I'm, I'm not trying to contradict that. Just, uh. Just, it's it's a, not a master-slave relationship. It's a savior and a lost relationship.
1: Yeah, um, Thomas Jefferson once said, I "Question with boldness even the existence of God, because if there be one, he must be he must more approve of the homage of reason than blindfolded fear." And so I. I completely agree with that like you know we we're not called to be and I think that probably has a lot to do with the the way that they're waiting too. You know we're 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 not called to be just zombies as you put it. Um you know following Christ um we're 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 made to wrestle with it like like Israel um did in the Old Testament and um we 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 shouldn't be waiting as Christians for Christ to answer our prayers or or for for even for us to act within ministry. For you know, for for Christ to, to to come back or to provide a clear answer, you know, it's it's something that we should be actively waiting upon. Um, you know, being involved where we can, where it's where it's at least safe um, for within within our own person to 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 go and and do those things within ministry, help out where you can until God, till God, you know, makes it clear what what his calling is for you.
2: Yeah, all those, what you have both said is wonderful to think about. Dan, you and I both have been to, we, even the Jews, they they preferred to call it the Sea of Galilee. It's written here as the Sea of Tiberias. Uh, Calling it that was in the Roman mindset. The Sea of Galilee is in the Jewish mindset. They would rather it be called that. And uh, I I really think beyond verse number 14, Jesus had a purpose. He always has purpose. He has purpose in everything that he did then, what he does now. And so he was going to get to something with Peter. And uh, that, before the story is ended here, after they had fished all night, I'm assuming that they were, uh, because it was beginning to be daylight, that they were coming to shore, and they weren't that far offshore. Sea of Galilee is not that large anyway. Uh, It's a body of water from north to south, only about 14 miles.
1: Definitely not what we would consider a sea in modern terms, though, right? It would be more of a lake.
2: It's a fresh body of water. It's a lake. This one place is called Lake of Genesaret. And so uh, it's, it's a beautiful body of water. There's a lot of fish in it. They still fish it today. And these were men who were skilled in what they did. They knew where to go. They didn't have everything that people who fish today have to find and locate the fish. And perhaps they hadn't been fishing in a while. And so they fished all night long but it would not be the common thing for fish to be as close to shore as they were. And I'm I'm thinking of this because as God or Jesus would command the great fish, the whale that swallowed Jonah, he commanded a school of fish. And the Bible says they were great fishes. And so they Obviously, we were all about the same size. And so, when they entered into the net, it was God's command. They came because, because He said so. He knew they were on the right side. He knew exactly where they were. And Josh, you was talking about it being about 100 yards. <clears throat> you can imagine a football field, you're standing at one end of it and looking at it, and a person standing at the other, and they, they, they seem pretty small. 100 yards, eyesight. That's quite a ways off. And uh, to hear, though, his voice, uh, it was uh, Mary Magdalene, who thought him to be the gardener after his resurrection. But when she heard him say her name, Mary, uh, she knew exactly who it was. And uh, there, here, another, in verse number five, he addressed them as children. These are grown men. These are men his age or more. And he says, children. Can you imagine being uh, on that boat with those kids, those men, and having somebody I I just can imagine all kind of things going through their minds, hearing somebody on the shore. They they gotta be frustrated. They've caught nothing. They fished all night. They fished hard. Chances are they were awake the day before. Maybe they've been up twenty four hours. I don't know. And they, they're tired, they're frustrated, and then somebody, they don't know who it is, <laughs> Who's first of all said, children, have you any meat? What, have you caught any fish? And, uh, of course, they said, no, I can imagine. Can you imagine? Whoever it was, I reckon it was Peter who answered. But, but can you imagine, can you just imagine the way that the no was said? <laughs> And then, and then to have the person at the shore uh, cast cast your net on the right side. Uh, I, I, you know, I've got to ha- I've got to ask myself, why would they? <laughs> I mean, after they fished all night and they didn't catch anything, they cast their four, and now they were not able to draw it because they said had so a multitude of fishes and. It's just remarkable. They then recognize who it is because of the fish, and it's an amazing story. Uh, I, I I love it. Here's here's what I'm thinking too while I'm talking. All of these all of these men whose names are listed in verse number two, and in addition to them, the other, even though the Lord had said. Uh, you know go into all the world and preach the gospel and uh and and do those kind of things prior to here he has told them what they need to be doing mm-hmm. but uh, they're not fully equipped to do that till the day of Pentecost' what do great it was after that that Peter preached what he did great chapter and so it was the this is Jesus was in, with them for forty days before His ascension back into heaven after His resurrection. When I say with them, He was at He was somewhere during those forty days, and not with them twenty four seven. But then, uh, <clears throat> ten days after He had ascended back to heaven, when it says in Acts two that the day of Pentecost was fully come, it was from that point forward that the church began to grow. It was by thousands. In just a few chapters, it's 5,000. And then it's by the multitudes. And you get to the place in chapter 6 where there's maybe 20,000 people, if you do the math, that has come put their faith in Jesus as the Messiah. And every one of these are Jewish people. Sometimes we don't, we don't think about that. But the church was Jewish to begin with. Believers.
1: He first came for the Jew, then the Gentile.
2: It's a, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. The Bible is it comes from Jewish background. The church began as, by Jewish people.
1: <clears throat> there's even there's even some archaeological studies that have shown that he <clears throat> um, during his ministry before the crucifixion that Christ went out to the far reaching, um, <laughs> tribes of, 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 Israel and, uh, and went to go see, you know, the, 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 the Jewish people of those tribes that have been since separated. Um, the, the tribe of, uh, Gad, um, for example, was, um, in what we know now as Spain and the, uh, the, the the rocking of the uh, the boat, the, the big great storm that, that Jesus was sleeping through. Um that, that story they now the archaeologists archeologi- now believe was in transit to go see the, um, the the tribe of Gad, um at that point. So, you know, I he, I, I think that, that he, he not only went for the tribe of Judea and, and the people that were living within modern Ju- or within Judea at the time period or Judea, Israel, at the time period, um, but but he went out to go see, you know, um, the the people, the the uh, the Jewish people that had been either exiled or or had had left that area.
2: Yeah, I guess during, uh, referring to the Babylonian captivity when they were taken from when the. The temple was destroyed early, way back when, and then they were scattered around the world. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Message was he came into his own. The uh, after Peter, it seems to me, you just dive into the water and swim in towards shore, <clears throat> and they bring the other 150 fish. 153 is what King James says. Do you you find any um, significance in the number?
1: And there's got to be. I don't know what it is,
2: but I have heard a Jewish teacher talk about that. It could be not just the total number, but it could be numbers within the number. For instance, one hundred is complete, fifty is jubilee, and three is revelation. And so everything that the Lord was doing has significance to it and uh, <clears throat> uh, so, so I, I I'm thinking what do they do bring the net to the land and then discount the fish yeah but uh, the, you, hundred, hundred you f- ever
0: caught a fish and it was this long <laughs> yeah. yeah so same thing I mean look who's look who's writing this account it's John I mean, John can't even refer to himself in the first name, so he's like a modern-day uh, professional athlete. So he's like, you know, so the one that Jesus loves says, blah, blah, blah. It's like, John, come on, dude. We, we know it's you. And he's like, and by the way, the, by the, way, the one that Jesus loves ran the other apostle to the tomb. So, I mean, and then it's like, uh, yeah, and so uh, even in this account, you know, doesn't it happen later where Peter says, "So what's going to happen to him?" He goes, "Well, don't worry about the one that Jesus loves." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why can't you use your name, John? So, uh, but um, it's just it, it's bracket rights. So, again, good to know John had some ego issues apparently. So, uh, it's good to know. And maybe maybe that's the significance of the one fifty three. But if you want to pick the numbers apart, that's kind of interesting because isn't the one the the number of unity, and then five is grace, and yeah. then three is Trinity. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh,
2: numbers I don't know. numbers in the Bible have significance. Yeah.
0: So uh, it, in it, Hebrew, it,
2: Hebrew and then the letters they they represent numbers as well. The letter Hebrew letters they all have a number
0: so i'm wondering what i feel like maybe you'll remember dad uh is there something that uh 153 major tribe or or people groups on the on the planet is there something like that
2: i don't remember anything about it nope <laughs> I always thought growing up, I thought 153, that they caught one of each species, that there's 153 different species in the, uh, we call it the Sea of Galilee. But uh, that's not not it either. There's several species there, but it's not 153. And here it says great fishes, and so it seems like they were all about the same size.
1: So there's some evidence in Ezekiel 47:10. Um, it says, "And it will come about that fishermen will stand beside it from uh, Ingadid and Ingliam, um, where there, or there will be a place um, of spreading of nets. The fish will be according to their kinds, like fish of the great sea, very many. I think that there's some." Um, some reference to 153 and that, according to um, uh, a couple of Torah related um, uh, or Hebrew or related uh, publications.
2: That's neat. Josh so and Getty is down by the Dead Sea. Dead Sea now it's 32% salt water, and so it cannot, there's no life in it whatsoever. But someday it will. And Ezekiel is talking about that, where it will have life in it someday. So it's, uh, and right at this time, the Jordan River, once it leaves the uh, Sea of Galilee, will empty into the Dead Sea. But it's interesting. Uh, Fish were already there on the coals. Is that what, is that what you gather? That 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 was miraculous as well. The Lord, mm-hmm. He's come. He has He brought a picnic. I mean,
0: yeah,
1: well, he, yeah. he was able to get fish when they weren't. Yeah.
2: Did they, He? He knew in advance they hadn't caught any fish. Yeah, well, we, I'll, just, I'll just fix up what well, breakfast. Uh, we're gonna have breakfast and have fish for breakfast. We're gonna have fish and bread for breakfast. Uh, and they were already on the coals when they got, and, and He said, Come and dine. And then He, He, here, He said, invite. And uh, let's see, wanted him to bring the fish with him. Yeah, Jesus, and none of the disciples just asked him who are that they knew. But anyway, uh,
1: bring some, some of the fish that you have caught.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And then he says, come and have breakfast
2: afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember having fish for breakfast.
0: You're not. You're not Jewish. Yeah. You ever. You ever heard of lox and bagels?
1: Oh, dude, some some salmon lox, some yeah. salmon bagels and lox. So good. Smoked salmon on top yeah. of uh, a bagel with cream
0: cheese and chives.
2: No, is that a yeah. breakfast item? Yes, it's, it's a, it's a, a, a very Jewish thing. breakfast in,
0: in Europe and, and over in Israel. Oh. So in in New York, you don't have to go to Israel. You can go to you can go down to Miami and get that. Yeah. They've probably got a Jewish deli that you can get it from in Chattanooga, too. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I, I can't speak to the numerology. That's not something that I've really done too much into. I know that the, the number 70 speaks of completeness, so whenever it, it talks about um, Christ and his 70 followers, it's referring to all of his followers. Um, mm. But uh, not necessarily just 70, but the uh I'm sure that you know there's there's never a number in the gospel or in in the scriptures without there being some sort of meaning behind it
2: things things not clear to us now will somebody someday be made clear
1: Oh absolutely
2: I, I like too that you know Thomas was not there the first time. Thomas was there the second time and now then in verse two, even though there's others, of now that well, I guess all the disciples would make the 11, but there's seven of them here, but one of them is Thomas. I, I thought that, I thought that, yeah, and I can't recollect. Thomas was not a fisherman, was he?
1: I don't think we know. Uh, yeah.
2: All right. We're going to wrap it up and we'll pray.
1: Yeah, whenever you're ready, Pawpaw, if you want to go ahead and close us out. All
2: right. Father, thank you as many times we read your word, and I'm sure there's many other things that we need to know about it. In your and you'll teach us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for Josh and Dan. Lord, we just pray that you'll work in our lives in a spiritual sense, that we can help others to know who Jesus is. That's what it's all about is about his coming, giving himself for us, becoming our savior, offering to the whole world, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm so thankful that you love us. I'm so thankful, Father, that you take care of us every day. I pray for our families. I pray for our friends. I pray for those we fellowship with. Have you in our life. Use us for your honor and glory, and we'll praise you forever in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. If you're enjoying the Thanks to Calvary podcast, make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thanks to Calvary. If you would like to reach out to us for prayer requests, ideas for future episodes, or just to say hi, message us on Facebook, or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash thanks to Calvary message. Or email us at thankstocalvarypodcast at gmail.com.